the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Joe Biden is an idiot. And I'm not talking about the almost 50 years that he spent in um, Washington being wrong about everything or even the disaster of the first eight months of his presidency. Uh, On Saturday, he did the presidential stuff and visited the September 11 sites, although he never gave a speech, which is kind of strange. But he still wears a mask everywhere he goes, and that included on Saturday, as long as there's a camera pointed at him anyway, which is just about all the time, of course. So on Saturday, I saw a video of him walking with his entourage, uh, and it may have included some uh, included some uh, former presidents and uh, Hillary Clinton and some other people who were there. They were all uh, it was a picture of all of them with uh, with their masks on during the cer- some of the ceremony. Anyway, he was outside, and everybody with him, all of whom you can be sure have been vaccinated, were wearing masks, which is dumb enough. And continues to fuel the hysteria, which I have a feeling that's the point. Anyway, um, so he, he feels obligated to to wear the mask and, and to fuel the hysteria for some reason. But after spending uh, so much time standing and listening to speeches and presiding over ceremonies while wearing a mask, he's walking out and he spots someone in the crowd and walks over toward them, you know, to say hello, I guess. When he got right in the face of whoever it was that he had spotted... He pulled his mask down and had a face-to-face conversation and breathed on him. And then the other guy breathed on on the president. Stupidity beyond belief. This is, it's just stunning how stupid it is. I almost said a bad word there. It's stunning how stupid it is. Uh, Wearing a mask when there's no one within 20 feet of him without a mask. And then going barefaced when he's up close and talking to someone. It's so obvious that masks have become nothing but political theater, and the big guy's leading the way in the stupidity. So anyway, Saturday night then, after watching that, I was in a restaurant, and there were three women at the next table. They finished their meal, and then they put masks on. Now, somehow, they believe that they won't get the deadly disease as they're sitting at the table chewing. But as soon as they stop eating, the virus is going to attack them. This is what... I don't know what science they're following or where they get this, but this is what this is the kind of stuff that is floating around in people's heads these days. They sat there for several minutes, talked to each other, through their mess after having sat there maskless for half an hour. So they're concerned about their health and actually thought that the mask would make a difference. And I'm, I'm sure they were feeling uh, uh, compassion for their uh, fellow humans who were also in the restaurant and didn't want to breathe on them. And I should mention, by the way, that all three women were obese. So instead of sitting around and talking with their masks on, it might have been a good idea to go jog a couple of laps around the parking lot. That would help them much more than the masks would. The insanity is never going to end, I'm convinced. And the big guy is going to lead the way all the way. When I come back, uh, there's new information about what happened in Pennsylvania in the 2020 election. Haven't heard much about that lately. And in our second half hour, there's also new information regarding the harvesting of baby parts at Pitt. Stick around. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. 
Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 1231-21. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrpittsburgh.com. If you're in the market for metal roofing, siding, and garage doors, Kaufman Metals in Bedford can meet your expectations with friendly professional service. Their equipment is right up to date with the newest technology and ready to produce your standard and customized metal panels and trims to your exact specifications for any project with the fastest turnaround in the industry. Plus, Kaufman Metals offers complete do-it-yourself building packages included with computer-generated drawings. Kaufman Metals also provides sales and service for CHI residential and commercial garage doors. They deliver any order, large or small, to any place with full-service rollback trucks and trailers with a Moffett forklift to set building packages conveniently close to your project. And just so you know, they offer contractors discounts as well. Visit KaufmanMetals.com or call 814-623-6044 or stop in at 6146 Lincoln Highway, Bedford, PA. One listener that stands out that I worked with was this older couple that was interested in refinancing. They reached out to a few different lenders and, you know, their credit wasn't the best. I know some of these other bigger banks, you just won't hear back from them, which I cannot stand. Not everybody has the 780 credit scores and just because you don't qualify at one time doesn't mean that you'll never qualify. I'll walk you through what you have to do, whether it's two, three, six months from now. Back to that older couple, we worked with them for months and months to improve their credit. And we were able to get the loan done. We were saving them hundreds each month, thousands of dollars a year. Finally got themselves into a situation financially that they can handle and they could start saving money each month for retirement. End of the day, they just could not be happier, which just put a huge smile on my face. We. Are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Federal Corporate Animalist Number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college. Learn new instruments. Start skateboarding. Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Gnarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, with the uh, disaster in Afghanistan and the stupidity coming out of the White House uh, on COVID, you don't hear much about election fraud anymore. The fact that the election is 10 months behind us might have something to do with that. But um, there are still people out there looking at what happened in 2020. One of those people is Jay Christian Adams. He's president of the Public Interest Legal Foundation. Been on the show a few times, and he joins us now. Christian, thanks for coming back on. Appreciate it. Hey, hey John. Thanks for having me. So uh, you have a new report out. What is new? Well, the federal government releases data about the election, usually in June or July after every election. And we just looked at the data, and there were some astonishing numbers in Pennsylvania. For example, you had, you had more ballots lost or rejected than the margin of victory by four times. I mean, you had 30-some thousand ballots that bounced uh, that were not accepted by election officials that came in. People voted it. They probably don't even know their vote didn't count. Yet another 18,000 got mailed out to addresses that were no longer good and bounced back. You had 400,000, John. We don't even know what happened to them. They just disappeared. Uh, and so these are all mail ballots. 
it shows what a mess mail elections are. Yeah, so, um, but this is new information. I mean, is this the first time that the the federal authorities are being made aware of this? I mean, there's been a lot of talk about this. Is it officially known by the federal government that this is the case now? Well, what happens every two years is the states report to the federal government a bunch of numbers on a really, really complicated Excel spreadsheet that is like thousands of cells. It, it like, makes you go bl- blind. But the point is the states reported this data to the feds, the Federal Election Assistance Commission, and then the federal government agency reported these numbers. Nobody knew they were there. We just pick them up like we always do, and we report them what they say so people can understand them. And um, so what's their reaction? Do they look at those numbers and go, oh, we knew that? Or do they say, we got to do something about this? I have a feeling it's the (laughs) former. Yeah, the federal government won't do anything. They're just like a, they're they're like the town crier. They just report the numbers. They don't do anything about it. The state reports the numbers to the Fed, so they know about it too. But they're going to tell you everything was great, nothing to see here. The election was the best ever, but these numbers show you it wasn't. When you lose four hundred thousand ballots, when eighteen thousand ballots get rejected when they come back by voters, some people probably listening who voted by mail, had their ballot rejected. That's why we put up billboards all over Pittsburgh and Philadelphia saying vote in person, because if you vote by mail, the post office might lose your ballot. We now know how many ballots didn't come back and get counted. 18,000 didn't get counted. 400,000 just plain disappeared. But is is the state finished with this? I mean, these numbers are great and everything. Are they done talking about this or looking into it? Yep. They don't want anyone to talk about it. They'll they'll probably get mad that I'm on your show even mentioning the the facts about how many mail ballots got lost and rejected because they want everyone to think everything was rosy in the election last year. But these numbers, which, by the way, the state reported, the Commonwealth reported to the feds, these aren't my numbers. These are the numbers the the state reported. And they don't want anyone talking about them because they show it shows what a mess what a mess mail balloting is but how much how much uh interpretation is is there available on those numbers i mean uh can you be looking at them one way and they could come back at you and say uh yeah those are the numbers but this is what it really means are you getting a lot of that you can't these are just plain simple numbers and i'll give you an example the federal government asked the state how many ballots bounce back is undeliverable that number is 15,175. The federal government asked the state how many ballots came in to election offices but were rejected, canceled out by the government for some defect. That number is 34,171. There's no interpretation here. That's 34,171 Pennsylvanians who lost their vote because they decided to vote by mail. How many ballots just never came back at all? 425,606. These are ballots that went out and then never came back into election official offices. There's no interpretation. These are raw, straight numbers. And what did Joe Biden win by? I think it was like 80,000 votes in Pennsylvania. So that means there was more ballots floating around or getting rejected uh, or disappearing than his ultimate margin of victory. And what do you say to people, which would include most of the media, if not uh, most of the federal government, uh, who say, yeah, the election was 10 months ago, it's over, Trump lost, move on, come on, cut it out? Well, they don't live in the real world then. They don't live out there where people uh, see what happened, where they can't be lied to over and over again. I'm I'm not saying that it was like voting machines that stole the election. What I'm telling you is, these numbers prove the 2020 election in Pennsylvania was chaos. These are Pennsylvania's own numbers. Nobody should be happy with 34,000 people sending in a mail ballot that got rejected. 34,000 people lost their vote in Pennsylvania. 18,000 ballots went out to bad addresses. 400,000 ballots just disappeared. Is anyone really going to defend that as an okay way to run an election? And that's a story. If if all thirty four thousand votes were for Joe Biden, it's still something that needs to be. You know, they weren't counted, so he should have won by one hundred and twenty thousand votes. 
That's exactly right. And that's what happens when you trust the post office. Think about that. You're trusting the post office to elect the nation's leaders. These are the people, John, that bring me my neighbor's mail all the time. These are the same people who take two months to deliver a letter sometimes. And we're giving the post office more power. We want elections in person where you can fix ballots that have mistakes, where you don't lose your right to vote because you send it into the post office. We want, ba- we want elections that are the way they used to be that aren't infested with chaos. We're talking to Jay Christian Adams. He's the president of the Public Interest Legal Foundation, still looking into what happened here in the 2020 presidential election in Pennsylvania. So, Christian, uh, you've got these numbers. If they're not open for interpretation, and the numbers are the numbers, and the, that, that's just exactly that's what happened, and the, and the information is coming from the state, then how is it possible to claim that the election was um, valid? In Pennsylvania, how I mean, how can you how can you um, acknowledge the mistake, the gigantic mistake of thousands and thousands of votes, and still say, yeah, but it doesn't matter. The, you know, the election was good. We got it right. Well, these are embarrassing numbers for the state. Make no mistake, and they're going to try to they're going to try to not have anyone know about them. They're going to deny. They're going to they're going to uh, put up a smoke screen to say, oh, well, you know, you. It's four hundred thousand ballots, or probably just in landfills, or something like that. We don't, we don't know where the ballots are. That's the point. And let's be clear: those four hundred thousand ballots weren't voted. They just went into the ether. We don't know what happened to them, but we do know that thirty-five thousand ballots were flat out rejected. Flat out rejected. Uh, we know that the Pennsylvania election officials sent tens of thousands of ballots to bad addresses. Their own data show that. So, you know, it's, you can't hide behind the numbers that the Pennsylvania election officials reported to the federal government. But do they, can they say, ah, this happens every four years, you know, it's just part of the deal. We have to deal with it. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, the, the, the votes get lost in the shuffle and we just have to live with it. Is that, is that well, their argument? Well, it would be. And the problem is it doesn't happen every four years, John. It's because we didn't run an election every four years like Pennsylvania did in 2020 with this vote by mail frenzy. That's what the problem is, is vote by mail. You don't lose your vote when you walk into the machine in person, you push the buttons and you, you know, you go behind that curtain and cast a ballot. Those votes don't get lost. What gets lost are the mail votes when you give them to the postman or you drop them in a mail blue mailbox, which is like dumping it into a sewer in 34,000 cases and and there are 18,000 cases of, of ballots going out and bouncing. I mean, you just can't trust the post office to run an election. And that's what election officials in Harrisburg did last year. They didn't do it before last year, so they can't say it happens every four years. Well, if you and I were in charge of um, any kind of a uh, an operation and we were presented with facts that you say these are and there's that aren't open to interpretation uh of of how much we screw the the operation that we were in charge of screwed up wouldn't we be saying we got to figure out what happened we got to figure out what happened here and and is the state interested at all in doing that not that i've seen in fact it's quite the opposite they're out there uh pushing the fairy tale that the 2020 election was was the best run election ever, and then these numbers come out and show that that's a plain plain lie. It's not. You can't lose 34,000 votes. You can lose 400,000 ballots and say that the thing went off okay. You got to tell the truth. You got to imagine if imagine if an airline lost 400,000 pieces of luggage or only 34,000 passengers got stranded or any other business, right? Any other business, if this happened with them, they go out of business. You can't do it this way. You can't run an operation like that. Yeah, that was my point. Uh, in, in anything other than government, a screw-up of this magnitude that's staring you right in the face with hard numbers would, would have everybody scrambling to find out, what how did we screw up this bad? And it's not happening. Right. Why did they send 18,000 ballots to bad addresses? There's one question. Why did they 
uh, send out 400,000 ballots that never came back. What's going on there? And better yet, why did they cancel the votes of 32,000 Pennsylvanians? That's a big question. We don't have any answers for that. So what's the recourse, uh, Christian? You guys are, are exposing this. Um, I don't know how many people are going to be made aware of this. Um, I don't. I have a feeling that the local media will uh, doze off when they hear about it. They won't even. They won't. They won't look into it. They will dismiss it as being just more Trump mania, uh, election fraud, uh, hysteria. Yeah, the the certain newspapers in your town, or I should say, newspaper, will uh, will will defend the government. They'll. They'll be propagandists to hide the facts about the breakdown uh, in in the Pennsylvania election. That's what they're paid to do is to defend the government. It's, you know, like like the mouthpiece who's in the private sector for the government officials. So don't expect if they do anything about this, it will be to attack the messenger who just delivers the message of all these tens of thousands of ballots that didn't get counted in the 2020 election. Mark my words, that will happen at that particular newspaper. Okay, so now let's go on to the Republicans, because they control the House and the Senate in Pennsylvania, right? Right. Um, what are they doing about it, other than talking about it? Well, I do know that, the, that they're aware of it, and I do know that they want answers. But you got to remember, John, this Secretary of State's office, and they've been through like three in the last couple of years, so I won't even get into all their names of the Secretaries of the Commonwealth, the office just is like a it, 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 it circles the wagons and they don't even respond to the Republicans in the legislature three quarters of the time. They just ignore them uh, because they've got a governor, by the way, who gives them cover. They've got a governor in Harrisburg who who will will totally ignore this story uh, and defend the actions and the failures of the Pennsylvania government. So the Republicans in the legislature are doing what they can, which is to be a legislature to hold hearings. But in the end, anything you try to do to fix it gets vetoed by the governor or denied by the secretary of state as a problem. So um, I'm getting on to another state here. And you, this is we're talking to Christian Adams, uh, president of the Public Interest Legal Foundation. What uh, is Arizona going to be a big letdown here? Or when are we going to hear something? And is it going to be uh, worthy of the hype? Yeah, I, I think I was on your show once before you asked me this question. Yeah. And I told you that I'll say the same thing. I'm not expecting much out of Arizona. Look, it's good that they may find issues that they can fix. Uh, but it's not like it's going to say, hey, President Trump uh, should have won the state. I, I think anyone who thinks that's what's going to happen is uh, is is. Uh, you know, off base. So well, why though? Uh, why is it uh, they've done a lot of work there, and there were a lot of claims made about uh, you know suspicious things going on? Is it because they didn't do a good enough investigation, or, the, or is it because the investigation didn't turn up what they thought it was going to turn up? Well, I think it's probably a little bit of both, frankly. Yeah. And uh, you know, you had people looking at the election who had no experience in election administration. They just sort of. They were computer people who had wild theories about bamboo paper, and they just sort of showed up. And, and unfortunately, uh, you know, I know problems took place in Arizona, but were they enough to change the outcome? That I don't know. And there are already some suspicious things going on out there in California with the recall election. People are showing up to vote and being told they already voted. I'm sure you've seen those stories. Is the fix in out there? Look, California elections are the worst in the country because they were doing stupid things in, in their rules a decade ago that are now causing complete chaos. There's people registered in California like seven or eight times in different counties. The same people registered to vote in multiple places across the state. It's a total disaster. That's what they won for Pennsylvania. That's why they went to all mail all, to mail balloting like they did, got rid of all the rules of elections in Pennsylvania, because those people wanted it to look like California, because California is a total mess. Listen, if anyone's listening out there and they tried to vote and they told you you already voted, I want to hear from you because that's called vote denial. And I want to bring a lawsuit against the place that tells you that because that should not be happening. If you go to vote in person, you ought to be entitled to cast a ballot. 
Hey, Jay, uh, Christian, I'm out of time. Uh, I could go on here, but I appreciate you coming on. And I'm sure this isn't the end of the story. We'll be talking to you again. Thanks for having me, John. Okay, that's Christian Adams, president of the Public Interest Legal Foundation, and we will be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Secretary of State Blinken is preparing to face tough congressional questioning this week over the Biden administration's handling of the military withdrawal from Afghanistan. In a House hearing now underway in his opening statement, Blinken noted that there were two flights out of Afghanistan just last week, and he did also acknowledge that there were still Americans stuck in the country. We're in constant contact with American citizens still in Afghanistan who have told us that they wish to leave. Each has been assigned a case management team to offer specific guidance and instruction. Some declined to be on the first flights on Thursday and Friday for reasons including needing more time to make arrangements, wanting to remain with extended family for now, or medical issues that precluded traveling last week. Secretary of State Blinken on Wall Street. Stocks are mixed. The Dow is ahead 151 points. The Nasdaq down 58. This is SRN News. When was the last time you watched your home movies? Do you have a VCR anymore? What about a film projector? With technology constantly changing, most families don't have a way to enjoy their recorded memories, trapped on VHS, camcorder tapes, film reels, and photos. That's why we created Legacy Box over a decade ago. Legacy Box is an affordable mailed-in kit to have your aging media digitized to DVD, thumb drive, or the cloud. Our trained technicians digitize everything by hand right here in the U.S. Imagine being able to easily relive weddings, graduations, baby's first steps, and more. Get started future-proofing your memories today so you can gather the whole family together and begin the trip down memory lane. Plus, for a limited time, we're offering 40% off. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get an exclusive 40% off. Buy today to take advantage of this incredible offer and send in when you're ready. Go to LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to save 40% off. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. A lot of towns have a river. Some have two, but nobody has three. Nobody but us. We're Pittsburgh, the city of bridges, 466 bridges. The most in the world take that fence. We're a renaissance city that refuses to say die. Might as well say we invented ketchup. But the best thing about this town is the neighborhoods. The best friend or neighbor you ever had lives right down the block. That's what makes Pittsburgh what it is. And you have a station that gets that. AM 1250, The Answer. Why doing it right, roofing, siding, and remodeling? As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Want it done right, call doing it right. Hello, AM 1250 listeners. I'm Andrew Pawaski, General Sales Manager at Salem Media here in Pittsburgh. Looking to upgrade your career? Increase your annual earnings? At Salem Media, we sell advertising campaigns to local business owners using our radio stations and Salem Surround assets featuring over 50 social media and digital products. If you have more than two years of successful outside sales experience, proficient computer skills, and the drive to be the best, please go to salem.cc and look for Pittsburgh under the Careers tab. Salem Media Pittsburgh is an equal opportunity employer. When it comes to the tools in your garage, it's all about lithium ion. Plenty of power, maximum efficiency, and a longer life. Why would your warehouse be any different? Introducing Nobelift lithium ion powered forklifts. All the power and efficiency you need and essentially maintenance free. With the dramatic savings and overall cost of ownership, Nobelift forklifts pay for themselves over time and that increases your bottom line. Nobelift, revolutionizing the material handling industry one job at a time. What's in your warehouse? Find out more at nobeliftna.com slash save. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Busy ride, Parkway East inbound, County Jail to the Fort Pitt Bridge. On the outbound side, you'll see delays Boulevard of the Allies up to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. At least an extra five minutes or more. A little congested Parkway West inbound. Green Tree Road to the Fort Pitt Tunnel and outbound approaching Carnegie. Inbound 579 Crosstown Boulevard slowing into Liberty Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. 
1250, The Answer. Weather. We'll see partly cloudy skies for tonight. It will be warm with a low of 68. Tomorrow, a blend of sun and areas of high clouds. It'll be very warm and humid with a high of 85. Wednesday, continued humid with sunshine and areas of high clouds in the morning. Then mostly cloudy skies for the afternoon with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. We'll see a high Wednesday of 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, several weeks ago, we told you a story about a report from Judicial Watch and the Center for Medical Progress about Pitt allegedly uh, harvesting baby pots, baby body parts from uh, from babies who were born alive. Now, all I got from Pitt was a statement denying any wrongdoing, and the story was on several major websites and Fox News, but as far as I know, ignored by local media and most of the national media. I contacted Bill Donahue of the Catholic League and made him aware of it. He took it from there, and Bill joins us now. Bill, thanks for coming on again. Well, thank you. Thank you for the tip. Yeah, so you asked for an investigation. Uh, who did you ask, and what happened? Well, on, on uh, August the 17th, I wrote to the Auditor General, because he's the one person in Pennsylvania who does have the authority to authorize an investigation. Uh, I have to give credit to uh, State Representative Kathleen Rapp and uh, Sean Parnell, who's running for a U.S. Senate seat in your state. Uh, because they had asked for investigation, but I thought I wanted to enlist my own people. We have thousands and ten, tens of thousands of people who subscribe to our email list, and when we put down the name of somebody who might have offended us or we want an inquiry, whatever it might be, uh, they're very good, very robust Catholics, unlike most Catholics, I might say, in getting involved. And so I, I wrote to uh, uh, the man, the Auditor General, uh, Timothy DeFore, sending copies to the chancellor of Pitt, uh, the, the head of the dean of the uh, School of Medicine and their PR people, uh, letting them know. Now, look, I'm not making any accusations. I don't have any proof. I am concerned about what I've read and what I've learned from some pretty credible sources that at least a probe must take place. Now, if Pitt's totally honest, and hopefully they are, then, uh, then all for the good. I have no interest in going against the University of Pittsburgh. I gave many a lecture there when I taught uh, there at, at La Roche uh, College, now a university, many years ago. Uh, they, they have a very fine medical school in particular. But there's enough evidence there to at least, uh, or I shouldn't say evidence, there's enough reason, given what I've read and testimony of certain doctors, to at least conduct an investigation. And I'm very thankful that the Catholic League uh, was able to play a role in at least uh, starting it. Okay, so um, how, many, how many thousands of emails are we talking about, and who all received them? The Auditor General? Did, did the Chancellor at Pitt uh, get visited by these people? No, no. It all went to the Auditor General. Okay. And, uh, our, uh, that we, we contacted, and, and I, I wrote a personal letter to, to the others, mm-hmm. uh, not just an email. So they all were made aware of it, but no. When we go after somebody about asking a, a request or if we want to register a complaint, uh, if you give multiple emails, no one's going to answer. So I always like to choose one at the maximum two uh, of, of people to contact. We've been doing this now uh, for some time. And, uh, in fact, we just did it today. Uh, the last time we, we helped out in California, we had 7,000 people, I know, helped us out there. There's a, a separate case which we won't get involved in because it doesn't deal with the University of Pittsburgh here. But we, we, we've had a pretty good uh, track record of, of enlisting people, and, and that's, that's the pressure point. When you overload the mailboxes of these people, uh, they don't like it. School superintendents, politicians, it, it, we, we've been able to win a lot, a lot of cases this way. Without getting into the uh, the details of what is uh, being alleged, uh, it's uh, just in a general sense, it's being alleged by Judicial Watch uh, and uh, the Center for Medical Progress that these babies, uh, there is still a heartbeat, and that's the the the, the um, belief that they are they might be taking uh, parts from babies while their heart is still beating is based on the testimony of doctors, one of whom was is a, uh, a, a pro-choice Democrat who looked at it as a woman, an OBGYN, and she said there's, there's only one way that they could do what they did without uh, the heart beating while these organs are removed. That, that's, I mean, it's a lot more 
complicated than that. I probably didn't do a great job of describing it, but that's basically it. Um, well, well that, what you said is an accurate summary, uh, yeah. and it can get very graphic, which, you know, which we don't need to do. Yeah. Uh, but when you look, I've dealt with Judicial Watch before. Uh, they're a reputable organization. They've got great work with FOIA, the Freedom of Information Act, getting information nobody else can get. Um, I, I, I saw that statement by that doctor and others, which is precisely what motivated me to at least ask them to commence an investigation of what's going on here. Obviously, Pitt's denying it, uh, and, and maybe they have every right to do so. Uh, we, we have to find out, though. There's just too many credible sources have raised some very serious issues because we're not just talking here about just any fetal tissue. When you're talking about babies which are arguably still alive, that the heartbeat is there, that changes the game tremendously. I mean, I don't like the commodification of doing fetal tissue research to begin with. But one could make the argument that that's necessary. I understand that argument. I respect it. It's not my own position. But what we're talking about here is macabre. This, this is really, uh, this is something that which would violate the Nuremberg tenets on this subject. If yeah, it's true. And it's been, it's been compared to the Gosnell story in Philadelphia where the media ignored it for a long time. And they ended up finally being forced to, to uh, cover it because it became uh, uh, because the government was looking into it, and he ended up going to prison for life. Um, bec- and, and he was convicted of murder. He was an abortion doctor. Uh, so th- has has Pitt officially denied it to you? The, when, no. Typically, when I deal with these people, they're, they're, I'll get back to other quarters that, that there's a concern. But uh, generally speaking, uh, they, they, generally, not always, but generally speaking, they often don't want to let the people who are sending, sounding the alarms off to think that they've got any kind of victory here. Look, I understand the, the idea of a PR thing, but let me just touch on what you're saying here. Look, I know about Gosnell. I've written about him. Okay, the, the man was a monster. Right. Uh, and, and there are other examples, too. Now, fortunately, they're not the average doctor. But I know about the, 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 the one abortion doctor. He was, he was murdered himself, which, which is obviously wrong. That's not the way pro-life people should act. I'm talking about George uh, Tiller. Uh, who performed over 60,000 late-term abortions, was, was killed, I think, in 2009. Uh, so I know about a lot of these different cases. And yes, the media, because they are decidedly uh, on the abortion rights front, they don't want to report on these horrific cases just because it might lead to more people saying, you know what, I'm going to move over to the pro-life side. Well, that's not their job. Their job is to report what's going on and not to play, play games. They're shading the truth, and that's precisely why organizations like the Catholic League want to get their own people involved, because I, I really don't trust an awful lot of people in the media today. I wouldn't have said that 30 years ago, but today I can say it, and I can say it accurately. Yep, I can agree with you. Um, we're talking to Bill Donahue of the Catholic League, uh, and uh, he's uh, been... Uh, asking for an investigation uh, at Pitt. Here's a question for you, Bill. Let's say that instead of this story, there was a story where, I don't know, pick a number, 25, 50 women came forward, and they said, I was kicked out of Pitt because they found out that I had had an abortion. Do you think the media would cover that? Oh, boy. They certainly would. And, and they'd, they'd love it if it, was, if it was Duquesne, a Catholic school. That would even, they would love that even more. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the abortion politics has been around from the very beginning. Uh, but but in, 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 in recent years, I don't think abortion has changed in terms of with the media. I think the media have changed in that they've decidedly, they're decidedly partisan. There was a time uh, when, not too long ago, maybe 15 years ago, when you, there was still a distinction between hard news and commentary. Now the hard news bleeds into the commentary. Everybody wants to be a commentator. Nobody wants to be a journalist. And I see this uh, on conservative stations as well as liberal stations, by the way. Uh, it's really gotten to be very difficult. So it leaves people like me to constantly read as many sides as I possibly can because there's so much disinformation uh, out there, and not just misinformation. I mean, willfully distorting the truth. And I've seen this... Uh, I, I saw this today with a case out in California, which again, I don't want to get into, it doesn't deal with our, our issue, but I, I, I've seen the willful distortion of the truth by senior members of the media uh, enough times to say, uh, I just don't trust them, we'll take, we'll take matters into our own hands in asking for the job, of, to do their job, which is to probe, which is to ask for an inquiry, which is to question, but they won't do it. Well, I, I have a couple of extra minutes here. Bill, I'm more than happy to let you tell, tell me what's going on in California, if you can do it. You know, well, well the, the, great, the great governor out there, Gavin Newsom, now has a bill before him, which is totally based on a lie, 
that Saint Junipero Serra, who was about the only person in the 18th century who stood up against the Spaniards, the colonizers, and told them that they must respect the rights of Indians. They, these these maniacs today on the left, Black Lives Matter and other, have tried to say that. St. Sarah, who was canonized by Pope Francis in, in 2015, that he was the one who led the genocide. He was the one who fought it. But we live in this world of make-believe. I mean, literally making up lies, vicious lies out of whole cloth. And so uh, the, the bill is before uh, Newsom's desk. He can sign it, veto it, or just let it die. And we're asking him um, to veto it, of course. It's not based on scholarship. This is, we're dealing with propaganda. We're dealing with lies. And, and I've dealt with the New York Times on this in the past, in their lies, and I've called them on it. I could do a whole hour just on this subject alone. But, uh, yeah, there, there's another example where I just can't trust uh, a lot of people. They're taking, they're taking their cues from Black Lives Matter. I mean, this is just how low they've sunk. Yeah. Well, um, uh, how much confidence do you have in the state of Pennsylvania doing a thorough investigation, getting back to the pit thing? Well, I don't know anything about this law firm out of D.C., except that they supposedly have a pretty good name in dealing with this this, this area. And uh, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt on that. Well, yeah, by the way, go i got to say one other thing. Boy, oh boy, did the Steelers come alive in the second half. <laughs> I am so happy. Yeah. That, that defense just annihilated Buffalo in the second half. And, of course, my New York teams did what they always do. They did. They lost. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, Bill, I had planned to predict uh, that the Steelers were going to beat the Bills, but I forgot. I was going to—I was uh, just ready to do it on Friday, and it just slipped my mind. Um, but <laughs> getting back back to this, um, the the local media here have all but ignored it. I saw something. Uh, oh, but I want to mention too. You mentioned the law firm. What, what has happened is—and I don't know if this is a result of the uh, pressure from you—but they um, they have hired a law firm. Pitt has hired a law firm to investigate itself. Is that correct? That's correct. And do you think because that... Go ahead. There was so much controversy coming, and I, and I certainly, you know, the Catholic League played a role in that. You can't measure these things accurately because yeah. they don't have any, any, any scientific barometer. But they didn't just hear from people running for office or and, and sitting uh, people in government in, in the state of Pennsylvania. They heard, they heard from Catholics from all over. And, uh, yeah, I think they, they realize that something's got to be done. That we're, people like, like the Catholic League, we're just not going to walk away from the fight. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm glad that they're, they've, they've done the right thing. Now, local media have all but ignored it, as I was about to say. Um, I did see something on the KDK website. It was a three-sentence uh, report on the law firm that was um, hired. Right. That, that's the only yeah, thing we, they said. Yeah. I think that's all they've done on it. Well, we saw the Post-Gazette and we saw KDKA. And we saw uh, the Pittsburgh Business Times, uh, and then most of them were pretty short. Look, I understand it. Pitt's not New York City. It's a behemoth in New York. And people know each other more there than they do here in New York. And there's a lot of people graduated from Pitt, people like yourself. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a good school. And, and, and people don't want to kind of take on the big employer in, in there. So there's a, but that's still, again, I understand it on the human sense. But journalists have a job to do, and they they should not they should go where the news is and not not play favorites. And by the way, I like Pitt. I, I love I, I love the fact that Pitt is here. I think it's a great school. I root for the football team. Uh, I, I I mean, I'm not supposed to root as a sports guy when I was covering sports, but uh, as much as I'm allowed to root, I, I I like to see the local teams be successful because it makes my job more fun and easier. And you know, just I just it's better when they win. But so I'm, I have no bone to pick with Pitt. I, my bigger problem than it is with Pitt, and I, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt if they're investigating themselves. My bigger problem is with the local media uh, and the, mm-hmm. fact, the lack of interest and, and the lack of curiosity in it. And maybe I'm more sensitive to that because I worked in the media myself. I worked in local TV myself, and I'm just disappointed. Well, given the nature of the subject, this also has national ramifications. I mean, yeah, there's delinquency in Pittsburgh, but there's delinquency in the major media in the headquarters of the media in where I live in New York City. Yeah, that's true. Now, I've also heard uh, nothing, Bill, from the Diocese of Pittsburgh. Have you spoken to anyone there about this? No, no, I, I, I haven't. We're independent of the of the church. Every every dollar we get comes from uh, outside the church, although we have a lot of bishops who support us, and we, we, we're in touch with a, a number of them. We work cooperatively, but in, sometimes I understand that when you get into delicate subjects, uh, given the fact that 
you know, look, I don't wear the collars, I tell the bishops and I say the cardinals. Mm-hmm. I can afford to be a little tougher than they are. And sometimes they kind of like, I'm step, you know, they're one step removed from me in that sense because uh, I, I don't have to be. I don't have to. I don't have to be as political and diplomatic as, as they are. If we want to get results, I say I want to be tough but not mean. I want to hit hard but no, not below the belt. Uh, they they're in a much more delicate situation, and when it comes to subjects like this, sometimes we just decide to go our own way. Now, uh, uh, is the is the is the Catholic League an advocate for the uh, for the Catholic Church, or as or as you are you as much of a um, of a watchdog as you are an advocate when it comes to the church? Our job is to fight anti-Catholicism. Uh, defamation against uh, the church, discrimination against individuals. Uh, we're there to defend the right of the church, to say whatever it wants, and all we ask for is a respectful hearing. If people want to criticize it about a public policy issue, like the, 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 the Catholic Church's position on abortion or school choice, that's fine, as long as it's a respectful hearing. When it gets into matters about what seen women and whatnot, that's the business of Catholics. That's not the business of people who are not Catholic. So we, we make those kinds of distinctions. But as long as the, as long as the rhetoric is, is civil, but, you know, all I'm asking for is a level playing field. As I've often said, Jews are respected and Muslims are feared. Catholics are neither respected nor feared. And we, we're trying to level that out. Hey, Bill, I'm out of time. Uh, keep me posted on this. I appreciate you getting oh, back yeah. to me on this. Let me know where it's going, okay? I certainly will, buddy. Thank you so much. Okay, that's Bill Donahue, Catholic League, and we'll be right back. Is it time to push reset and get away with God? Christian travel creates purposeful pauses to discover the most scenic, sought-after destinations while you immerse yourself in the wonder of God's creation. As you travel alongside the world's top Christian leaders, every step of the way will revive your faith and awaken your sense of wonder. Imagine morning devotions on the deck of a cruise ship as you pass towering Alaska glaciers or tropical Caribbean islands. Perhaps you're longing to set foot in the very places where Jesus walked and taught in Israel. Every day on a Christian cruise or tour brings you to new vistas while you enjoy uplifting music and powerful messages. Get away with God in a faith-focused journey, and the unforgettable memories you create will refresh you long after you return home. For more information, visit InspirationCruises.com or call 800-247-1899. That's InspirationCruises.com or call 800-247-1899. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 123121. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsoruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsoruspittsburgh.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life, and he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft, breathable, but extremely durable, and Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors, 
dollars. And Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll get fifty percent off the Giza Dream Sheets. You'll receive a set for as low as forty nine ninety nine. Go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code STAG. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all my pillow products, including the my pillow mattress topper and so much more. Call one eight hundred seven one six eight zero eight seven. Use the promo code STAG. Go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code STAG. It's been tough talking to my doctor about constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. I finally laid all my symptoms out there and how they keep coming back. She said I may have irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. We agreed it's time to try something different. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Visit a doctor in person or online. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Clark Hunt is the owner of the Kansas City Chiefs. And I got I have about a minute and a half and I have a chance I have time to read this. Mr. Hunt called a meeting with all of his coaches, players and field staff and firmly told them, "You are all simply paid performers on a stage and that field is my stage. You will stand with your hand over your heart and with respect when our country's national anthem is being played or you will no longer be a Kansas City Chief, a coach for the Kansas City Chiefs or have any association with the Chiefs organization." I will immediately fire you, no matter who you are. You can make your political statements off the field, but when you're employed by me and I'm signing your check, I demand that you make our fans proud and not embarrass them. That sums up the whole thing, and how long did it take me? Less than a minute? That's the whole story right there. Colin Kaepernick did not have his free speech violated when when, uh, he was told not to kneel. He was told, we're paying you $600,000 a game. We have customers here. The idea is not to annoy or turn off or chase away our paying customers, the people who make it it possible for us to pay you $600,000 to show up on Sunday. So when you show up, shut up and play. And what a great thing for him to say. Every owner of every team in every league should tell every player and every coach the exact same thing, and they should get rid of any player who doesn't go along with it. Protest all you want down the street, day of the game, on my field, on my court, on my rink. Stand up, shut up, and listen to the song. I'll talk to you tomorrow. John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.